Hi everyone, it's Maya Haradet here. I'm your business coach that wants to help you uncover what you don't know that you don't know about running a successful small business. And today's topic is on assessing your year end and really being able to step back and look at your business from the entire year and see some of your wins and your challenges and really being able to pull that information to help you make better decisions as a CEO in the years upcoming. But I wanna do this conversation from a very different perspective than one that you might be adjusted to seeing. So right now, for any of you who are into planners, for example, you're probably getting hit with a ton of emails. Buy my planner, this is the best for your business. Buy my planner, this is the best for helping you figure out your life and what you wanna do in 2021. And for many of us, 2020, well, I just wanna say for all of us, I'm just gonna give us a blanket statement. For all of us, 2020 was a year. So you may be really, really amped to get forward in thinking about what you want 2021 to look like and how you wanna plan it and set it up. And I'm gonna challenge you to just take a pause for a moment and step back and actually analyze what happened in 2020. Now, to be clear, I don't mean what happened in terms of what happened within the world of 2020, because to be frank, we had very little control over that. And that's gonna take, oh, I don't know, years of therapy. And for me personally, hundreds of hours of sitting on a beach and traveling to places that I haven't been able to travel to since we've been in this quarantine. Um, but you know, putting that to the side for a moment, I want you within your business to analyze your business for what you can control right? The areas of your business that you can look at, where you can get estimates, where you can figure out certain types of things. And to be honest, only you can see, you know, even if you have, you know, 500 employees, each of those employees is going to give you data back at the end of the year that allows you as the CEO to step back and really look at your business from a big picture and get some real understanding about what's really going on and happening with the business. And I want to share with you a quick story of where these questions came from. Um, I started asking some of these questions within my own business several years ago because I would go to my accountants, although this was several accountants ago, to be honest. Um, I would go to them back. I would go to them in January with the years prior's numbers and sit down and work with them on, you know, my taxes and structuring things to be able to pay everything for the tax season. And I would get really, really ticked off with the conversation. All right. And I'm just going to be very very real here. I would get pissed with the conversation that I would have. And the reason for it was that the accountants, although they were meaning well and really trying to support me, were giving me analysis on my numbers like a Monday morning quarterback. And mind you, I don't even watch football that much, but I have enough common sense to understand that it is really easy for the newscasters to be able to say, you know, Sunday night's game, this is what the quarterback did, this is what the players did, this is what they should have done, you know, this is why they lost. Well, or won, right, either or. Well, it's really easy after the fact to be able to give me that advice. But when I'm in the middle of the day-to-day and I'm trying to navigate the clients that I'm working with and I'm trying to keep the business up and running and growing, where were you then to give me this guidance and to give me this support? And so I think for a lot of um, people, the only time that we ever analyze our business this way, unfortunately, is when we go to the accountants. And what I began to understand is while the information you have to talk to with your accountant is extremely important, like people, please pay your taxes, please make sure you handle that. 
I also think as a CEO, you have to now also ask different questions than an accountant, to be frank, is never really going to care about. That's not their area of expertise. That's not the part of the business that they're going to focus on. And you have to step up as the CEO and find out about these questions, number one, and then also start asking them from a very real and honest place. And so the questions that I'm going to share with you, I don't want you to stress or worry about them at all. These are questions that, to be very honest, you could sit down on the back of an envelope. Like you might get some junk mail coming in today and you get this nice envelope that's all fresh and pretty and you could actually answer these questions on the back of that envelope. So I don't want this to be complicated or something that you're thinking, okay, I'll get to it later, I'll get to it later. No, actually sit down with this podcast, assuming you're not driving, of course, um, or running on treadmill and go for it and answer these questions to the best of your ability now and just do it really quick and dirty. I also want to be very clear for those of you that may be wondering, well, I've never done something like this before. How do I know if I did it right or if I, um, you know, got it right or whatever the case may be? So for some of you, there may be some validity in hiring a business coach or going to a mentor and getting them to review what you came up with. And I think for a lot of businesses, we could all use that type of advice. But the questions that I'm going to share with you today, if you don't have a business coach in your network or you don't know someone that is a mentor that would be willing to help you analyze what I'm asking you in these questions, don't stress. I think the first step is to just start asking them on a regular basis and then you can start coming up with the patterns and with the strategies that are really going to actually help your business to grow. Okay. And then the final step, if you think about some of the the assessment tests that you took in your Um, in school. And I don't mean the assessments that were helping you get into your next grade level or like the really, really stressful ones that you needed in order to pass a grade. I just mean the plain, pure assessments that just told your teacher, well, this is what you know, right? And this is what you have to learn. You've got to really do these questions from that perspective where you don't look at the answers in a negative or I would argue, in in a super positive way. I find that sometimes when I ask questions about getting entrepreneurs to great, well, how is your business going? They give me one or two answers. They're either super, super down on themselves or they're super, super positive. And when you look at what's going on behind the scenes, that's actually not the story of what's happening at all. And this these questions, I get them. They're, they they can lead to those types of emotions coming up for you. And I just want you to do your best to, you know, sit back in fourth grade again, sit back in eighth grade again, um, you know, whenever you had to take those tests. And you probably didn't even know you were doing them, to be honest, because they were that stressless, right? And just imagine you're just filling in bubbles, you're just answering some questions, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And don't put your emotions into the questions or into the answers rather. Don't beat yourself up because you didn't get the wins that you wanted. And also at the same token, don't elevate what you did as if everything is perfect. And no, there's probably some areas in your business that you do need to really step back and assess. So I hope this gives you a context for how to think about these five questions that are going to help set you up for success next year in your business. Okay. So the first question I want you to think about, when you step back and you think about this year and you think about 2020, and I know we got hit with a lot of curveballs this year. For some of us, our businesses just completely plummeted and we were out of business. And oddly enough, for quite a few, there were a number of you that grew your businesses by leaps and bounds um, because of being home and being forced to quarantine, it got people to do business in a different way. So regardless of the amount of money you made this year, 
Your first question is, what was your favorite sales moment in your business this year? I want you to think about when you had a sale in your business, right? Whatever that sale was, whenever it happened, what is your favorite story of your sales this year? Who was the customer? What were you selling that person? Why is this one your favorite? What happened that made it your favorite? What exactly happened in that sales that now when you step back, you know, makes you smile? Now, be clear, this might have been a sale that you didn't make a ton of money on, or you might have made your most amount of money for the year. The amount of money you made doesn't matter. I just want you to reflect for a moment and think about what was your favorite sales moment this year in 2020? So step back for a minute and jot down. What was your favorite sales moment? So pause this recording and answer that question. Question number two, what was your best sales month? Now, you may be tempted to go to your QuickBooks or your online bookkeeping software and look this up. Some of you may be super analytical and know this number off the top of your head, but I just want you to go from right now your gut. When you think about your busiest time, right? So when you have the most amount of customers coming in, when you think about that month when you know you were sitting really good within your bank account or it was looking the best that it could, what was going on and what month was that? So just first of all, just jot down whatever month that you think it was, whatever month comes to mind right now. This is not about it being correct, by the way. This is about what you think your best sales month was, okay? And here's what I want you to start to uncover for yourself. What was going on that caused you to have the best amount of sales possible during this month? What was happening that led you to have all of these wins that month? Were there some things that you did a few months prior that all started coming to pass at this point in time? Maybe you had sent out a bunch of proposals and all of a sudden now they started coming back with yeses or you had done quite a bit of advertising or asking for referrals and then all of a sudden they all stacked up at one time. I want you to really analyze not only what was the month, but I want you to analyze why. Why do you think you had your best sales month here? And don't get caught up right now. I don't want you to worry about how much money you made. That comes later on. But I do want you just from your gut right now to think about what was the best sales month that you had and analyze why. So pause this audio and take a moment and step back and really, really understand why was this moment your best sales month? What happened that caused you to be able to have these wins? Now, number three. Number three can be answered whether you have a ton of clients or actually even if you haven't even started your business yet. This question right here, I think anyone can answer regardless of whatever stage your business is in. And it's a critical one. It's one of the big ones that I focus on in my workshops and in my trainings because I think far too often as entrepreneurs, we don't ask this question honestly. And here it is. Now that you know your favorite sales moment from this year and you know your best sales month, And again, this is not about you finding out the numbers for them. It's just how do you feel as a CEO, as the entrepreneur, as the leader of this business? I want you to write down to the best of your ability why 
do your clients buy from you? Now, when people often come across this question, they often say, well, oh, that's easy because my price, because of what I'm selling, because I have the best quality. And when you really start digging into this question, which is a whole course all within itself, the why clients buy from you, honestly, is going to be everything for your business moving forward in 2021. Because the more that you understand the real reason why clients buy from you, the more that you have an opportunity to grow your business, to grow what it is that you're offering, because you can lean into the parts that your clients want more of and make more money a lot easier. So a really simple one to give an illustration of this, why the clients buy. Um, A couple of months ago, a a friend of mine, I was asking a friend about um, some recommendations um, for getting my daughter's hair done. Well, actually, this is now I think about this this is probably about a year or so ago because it was before the quarantine. And she sent me a few um, businesses that she's frequented um, and a handful of them were on social media. And so I started having fun watching all of these different uh, business, these all these entrepreneurs on social media. And I paid attention to a few of them that said that they really did focus on doing young, on working with young people and young people's hair. And two of them in particular, oh my gosh, they nailed it out of the park. Because what they do is they offer a service that's for the busy mom who also is not talented in doing her child's hair, but wants to look really good. So one of the services focuses a lot on natural hair and helping the, the, and focusing on the mom who wants their kid to look good, wants their child to have natural hair, but also doesn't want to spend a ton of time and energy on it themselves. So they offer a monthly package and you pay this monthly amount that you know at the beginning of the month, you set up the number of times that you want to get your daughter's hair done, right? And they come in and speak specifically to the natural hair care market to be able to help them get their hair done. And I think it's genius because it has very little to do with the business itself. And like, I don't actually know the entrepreneur that well from social media, but I know the moms and the customers really well because you always see the moms raving about how they were able to literally drop their daughter off and go and run some errands or they got some me time for themselves or you know whatever they were able to now do with this free time. And then also there's no fights on Monday morning with trying to get ready for school or you know trying to make sure that you look good for whatever the event is like school pictures or things like that. So really take a step back for a moment and ask yourself, why do your clients buy? Now, for those of you that wanna take this next level because you understand the power of this question, I'm gonna challenge you. Think about three clients you work with this year. One of them could be that favorite sales moment, right? And really ask them. If you were talking to someone that was not me, right? If you were talking to a third party and you were gonna recommend my business, what are the things that you would say about my business that stand out about why you frequent my business? And what else do you think that I need to offer? What are some areas that you would love to see services in or to see products in like that I could be offering to really make a difference? And sit back and listen openly, listen with an honest heart, listen to exactly the words that they say and what they say matters, not what you as the expert in this space know that matters. Because when you step back and you really, really listen to their words and you listen to the power of what they're sharing with you, I'm telling you it can completely transform the business that you have. You know, I thought years ago when I first started doing this work in coaching that the real important part of me coaching was going to be, oh, all of the knowledge that I knew. 
until I found out <laughs> as much as my clients lean on me to be knowledgeable about this space, that is not the reason that they come to my business at all. Very often for a lot of entrepreneurs, it's because I'm able to help them create safe space and be able to talk about things in a way very openly that they can't in other spaces. And I have a very strict no judgment policy, right? And then for other businesses, it's because I hear the dreams, the ideas and the goals of what they say that they want. And I help them build businesses based upon what they say that they're looking for, not based upon some industry standard of what the world says we're supposed to go after or what that's supposed to look like, right? So I think when you really step back and do this openly and honestly, you're going to get some surprises, you're going to get some laughs. But for right now, just think about from your own perspective, why do you think your clients buy? And then for those of you that, like I said, want to take this a step further, survey three clients and get them to tell you why. Okay, so pause the video now and answer that question. Now, this is the question that you've probably been waiting for for a while. What are three things that you would do differently? And this one, I bet you probably have some examples right off the top of your head. So I'm not even going to dive in that far on this, but just jot down for yourself right now. What are three things when you think about 2020 and you think about this year and the experience, what are three things that now that you know what you know, now that you experience what you experience, what are three things that you would do differently in your business in 2021? And jot those down. So pause the video, pause the audio rather, and jot those down. Okay, so the final question is a doozy. And the final question, I actually don't expect you to be able to sit down and write this on the back of an envelope. But the final question is the really, really big one for you as the entrepreneur. I need you to review your numbers from 2020. I want you to look at what your total sales were and also analyze what your sales were month by month. And I also want you to be able to look at what you spent in your business, both your total expenses and then also what you spent month by month. Now, this activity for those of you that have an online bookkeeping system or you're using a bookkeeper, even better, won't take that long because you can get that information and that data very quickly. For those of you who haven't done it, I understand it's going to take literally days and possibly weeks to pull this information together. But here's what I'm going to challenge you to do for both groups. Even if you have all of your numbers pulled together right now and you know exactly what they are, I challenge you to step back during this break and really start to see the patterns around the sales that you have coming in and the expenses that you have within your business. So for example, when I do this activity within my own business, I'm often able to step back and see that year after year, if I start spending more in certain categories in my business, yes, 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 my business does tend to grow. But if I don't step back and analyze those numbers and really look at the big picture behind those numbers. If I'm just dealing with the day-to-day, I got to keep the lights on, I got to keep the the bills paid, the taxes paid, you don't give yourself an opportunity to see that. So for those of you that have a serious heavy lift and you know you need to do this and like scrounge through boxes of receipts, go through 600 emails, um, you know, look through all of your online accounts, clean that mess up. Okay, just take your time, spend an hour a day and start cleaning that mess up, right? And it is what it is. We've all been there and done that. Trust me, I got the spreadsheets to prove it. I've been there. But for those of you that have your things together and organized, I want to challenge you during this, this winter recess before 2021 starts 
to really step back and analyze and look at your numbers and start seeing some of the patterns about the large categories that you tend to spend in, right? Um, how you're saving around taxes or how you're saving in general to be able to grow your business. Are there areas you need to start investing more in to be able to grow your business? Is that inventory? Is that marketing? Is that hiring people? And what does that look like? What do you have room to be able to do? And if you do this activity now, while you're not pressed to have to pay taxes, right? And you're not stressing over the deadlines that are gonna come up in 2021, you're gonna position your business for incredible success in 2021. To close this out, I wanna be clear. We are not setting any goals here with this assessment. I don't want you to feel obliged now to, oh my gosh, this is what I'm gonna do, this is what I have to do. I purposely in step four did not ask you to think about when you have to think of the three things you would do differently. I didn't ask you to then go backwards and say, okay, now here's what I'm going to do next year. Not at all. This is an assessment, guys. This is just a step back. It's a pause. It's an opportunity to look at everything, take everything in and see what you would do differently. So here's to an amazing year and an amazing week for you when you're doing this activity. And I look forward to sharing more updates and more ideas like this and upcoming podcasts. So stay tuned for my next upcoming episode.